0: This is Veer Queer, and I'm here with Jess and Deisha today.
1: Aw, it's just me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, we didn't have you last week, so we we're just like, let's, let's just. Oh, let's alternate. It's a trade off. It's a trade off. Right. Yeah, it's like, you can have this conversation, you'll, you'll take the next one. I know. I'm kind of sad that I'm you because I that place seemed like, did you get to no, see it? No, I didn't get to go see that. Um,. That's actually today, like right now, happening. Cause, oh, okay, you know, you yeah. With you. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> uh, but yeah, welcome back, everyone. Um, yeah, so we did our episode last week with Booty Candy, and these this week um, we're here in the studios with uh, Ivana. Right? Am I saying yeah. right? Mm-hmm. yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, basically, we want to talk about. Well, oh, I guess I'm gonna let Indisha and Ivana lead the conversation about you know being black women um, in the kink scene or just any kind of like relationship and what that all in- entails. Because it, you know, it's sexually relationship. Um, I mean, you know, y'all know. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah basically oh, yeah. that's what we want to oh, yeah. do um, and I want to hand it over to Indisha and Ivana because they're both black women, queer black women who are actively in the scene um, and so I want to hear that conversation from them and as a non-black POC basically what that looks like and what that is is giving a space for them to speak and talk without any interruptions or people talking over people Um or even not giving y'all the room to speak. Um and I just feel like that's a big thing I wanna do, um and just focus on and also I mean, why not? You know, like y'all are y'all are the ones paving the way for everyone, you know. Paving the the fishnet way. way. So yeah, that's what it looks like y'all. Y'all need to Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Much appreciated. Yeah. I appreciate the space. It doesn't happen. It doesn't. Especially <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so
1: yeah.
2: I'll I'll I said I said
1: yeah, it doesn't happen when it comes to black women and sex. Like we're either Tatianas or <laughs> we're not having any sex at all and there's no in between. So <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. oh my God. Barely.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um I agree. It's either ratchet or just Right. It's a lot of pressure honestly. Of sexuality
0: at all. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, that's It's a lot of pressure honestly. That's funny that you said the Tatiana just cuz like there's so many different versions. <laughs> I just had to inter, interject and say that oh and my it's am old.
2: <laughs> I actually heard that on the radio for the first time. Yesterday. I listened to it um <laughs> so uh Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm out it. But I was feeling it though.
1: Oh, I listened to it the other day. I was a really bad rapper. Like, that's all he can say is busted down, Tatiana. And it wasn't even that good. I'm like, what else? What else about Tatiana? Like, do you know her favorite color? Do you know anything else about this woman that you just command that she busts it down? Like, are you paying her bills? Like, what's the story bet- between, like, you and this Tatiana character, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's usually the relationship I have with, like, Uh, mainstream you know rap songs like because on the one side I'm like yeah Mm -hmm. mm -mm." (laughs) yes okay because I'm there you know but the other side is like damn what is this exchange really like and I really don't think right I really don't think it's equitable or (laughs) anything positive for Tatiana no um
1: Right. I'm like I definitely feel like Tatiana
2: could do better for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, and she could bust it down over here though, but um, you know, if she if she wants to. For real. And I I would I would ask. Question mark? Would you like? All right. That would be we can make a remix. It'd be like what does Tatiana would you like to bust it down, Tatiana, if you're feeling like that that
0: for you? Like, so uh, you it down, Tatiana
2: is like, would you like to bust it down, Tatiana? Yes. <laughs> yup, okay, can we do that though? can we we're already in the studio right. yeah, let's yeah let's put it on a track
1: in the studio. But next after this episode i'm already feeling it like I, i'm getting some like studio vibes just sitting here shout out to open signal by the way for having this space for me i just like walked in and was like hey i have a podcast to record in 20 minutes can i do it they're like yes
0: wow
2: yes and uh, that space looks awesome um, I'm I'm looking at you on on video chat and it looks so amazing so I'm so glad that happened.
1: It's legit right I feel like I'm in hustle and flow right now. It's amazing. <laughs> Which character are you? <laughs> oh man oh I haven't seen that movie in years. Holy shit what even happened in that movie? I bet there was some bullshit. I'm, I want to be the main dude because I feel like I should be Tarant. the main dude What Taryn Tower, his, his light-skinned right. character I want to be the light-skinned um, Taron Tower character I that After
2: I saw um, Big Mama's house when he was like, I don't know was he, was he like somebody's ex-husband or something? He was like lurking. Okay, I can never forget that He's always someone's ex-husband <laughs> Right? Yeah, so f- he's forever <laughs> creepy because of that um, Big Mama's house was mm-hmm. like so long ago It's a moment in black culture. Oh my gosh, I. Yeah Yeah,
1: right. (laughs) I would say I need to brush up on the black. Black. I think first we're doing my hair, which is if everyone's ever like had someone do their hair for them, that is a very black thing, like it is super super black. Um, it's super intimate. My mom actually used to be a hairdresser. There's nothing as like you're letting someone basically touch your scalp for like. Three hours. It was pretty intimate, honestly.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. That was a that was a very intense conversation. And um, well, I, I think I've been doing people's hair on and off for probably about six years. And I've met so many people. On, I mean, I post on Craigslist, so mm-hmm. I have strangers come into my house, and I'm in their hair from anywhere from two to twelve hours, depending on the hairstyle. Yes, sometimes I do the full locks. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that anymore though. no you know, and yeah, I met that's so a many lot. different types of people. <laughs> um and it is a very black experience. Absolutely. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's like something with our like the culture and just like the hairstyles, it's all just intertwined, which is just it's really special and that's another reason why I feel like when it comes seeing so many dreadlocks on non-poc it just really but that's not what we're here for we're here to talk about kink (laughs) i also did um that's another episode i'll have you come back for that episode but i also did uh poll classes in your house too like you're such a like bad bitch extraordinaire just like a self-made entrepreneur like what else do you do like like how many hats do you wear? Cause I think you're like amazing, honestly.
2: Oh my god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I I mean, I think I'm maybe a busybody of sorts. I think that's I I think I have issues. Oh, <laughs> is. <laughs> honestly, I think I have trouble sitting down. Um, but yeah, I like I do hair. Um, I um I do pole mm-hmm. dance. Um, I am a dominatrix. Um, I also have a regular job Um, like I I tutor Um, I won't get into the details of that because that's weird Um, but I've done many things and I I like to be dynamic you know just representing every single aspect
0: of myself if possible I think that they call black girl magic (laughs) (laughs) actually I wanted to interject and let you know that uh, all the things you do are regular don't don't diminish diminish yourself you
2: know no, <laughs> like,
0: yeah thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true
1: Hell oh, yeah so um how did you get started as prick when do you even start
2: um well you know I think I have a uh, well I mean I, I guess these stories usually are long honestly um but I This has been 11 years in the making. Mm -hmm. Um, So it started with just an interest in kink. Um, Actually, it was an interest in activism. Okay. So I was, at the time, um, an organizer. So um, in university, I went to Penn State. So on any break, I would just come back back and forth from the tri-state area where I'm from, um, and do organizing work. Um, I got interested in learning more about organizing around sexuality and sexual freedom. And I ended up meeting someone, a friend of a friend who was going to take me to what I thought was a conference and ended up being a three-day, um, BDSM extravaganza. (laughs) Yeah. So, a week before we were supposed to do to go to this conference um that person backed out i had never met her before um that person backed out but i was already signed up and i already paid mm-hmm. so um i walk in there and like there are leashes and naked people mm-hmm. and spankings mm-hmm. and just general fucking mayhem. um instead of leaving which is I did consider leaving when I walked in and I saw what it was, but I ended up staying for three days. Nice. And learning a lot and meeting nice. me- meeting a lot of people. Yeah. So from there... Hell yeah. I kind of... Um, I started pursuing the interest more and in- including it in my personal life and then later and my business life right so um i'm like well since i do it at home i can i can do this for money and it's worked out i actually really Ugh. really enjoy the dynamic of making money <laughs> so making money with like yeah i would say that sounds cool
1: that sounds so cool I that think, sounds like an ideal job
2: yeah i think people um People ask me about a lot and um, their assumption is that it would be scary, um, it would be creepy. And I actually have had a lot more creepy experiences in my vanilla life. Um, Being a dominatrix, the type of people who pursue experiences with me um, don't at all make me feel creepy. I feel very powerful. It's a very empowering experience. I make the money. I demand what I want. Mm-hmm. I demand they show up at a certain time. Um, I don't do anything I don't want to do. Um, they pay me on site, so even if, like, you know, like, am I like, okay? We'll leave because I already got my money. What are you gonna do? But it doesn't happen right. like that. Like, I don't. Ha- I don't <laughs> have to flex like that. <laughs> so I don't want to get you guys to get that right. uh, that impression. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like, I just happen to be a boss, bitch. I don't have to do it. It just happens, you know? I love it. It sounds really, really amazing. And it sounds like, it sounds like at the end of the day, the whole purpose is for you to be in control, right? It's all about in control? Yeah, yeah. definitely cool cool so um how does that like having that dynamic um as a how does that translate into like your personal life like would your friends say that you're like bossy kind (laughs) of
2: question that is an excellent question I mean okay I think there's (laughs) a couple different aspects of that I think that um Mm -hmm. making money um from creating an experience where I am in control um over typically het white men changes the way that I walk in the world Mm -hmm. completely Um, it changes the way that I demand Mm -hmm. space for myself Um, it also changes the way I see other people I often imagine people naked or tied up just walking around like he probably likes this and it I don't know it just colors the world a little bit differently Um, I think that people already think I'm a little bossy Um, not that it keeps them from wanting to hang Mm -hmm. out but um, I think more than anything people <laughs> say, okay, that fits. And they want to know more about it and they want to know how to right. do it actually. Like they want to have that experience. They want to h- be empowered. Either that or they they want me to dominate them, which is also hot.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just like walk around and like get clients all the time, and that's so cool. <laughs> um, so when it comes to being okay, so when it comes to people asking you for advice and asking you how to do it, if someone was like, I'd be tied up, how do I bring this up with my partner or I want to be spanked, bring what would do it? Or like, hey, I'm like that is cheating? Or I don't think it would count as cheating, but like how would you like open those
2: doors to like
1: have those conversations?
2: Um, okay. <laughs> I feel like that's that's really complex. I I would have a lot of <laughs> questions for that person about right? the nature of their relationship um because it is very Mm -hmm. intimate to admit or to Mm -hmm. voice desires that are not vanilla or not seen as normal which we all know you know we're all freaks but you know and not everyone deserves (laughs) that vulnerability not everyone deserves that intimacy even if you are their partner right so i would ask first Mm -hmm. what that is like what their relationship with their partner is like Do they feel they mm-hmm. have the space to be themselves um, Do they feel They could be harmed In any way by voicing that um, right. So Once we make sure their partner is not a fucking asshole mm-hmm. Then we can get To the how to bring it up um, I would probably Say you don't Don't talk about sex while you're having sex <laughs> It's not bad, but like, there's potential for awkwardness. <laughs> there's potential for hurt feelings. <laughs> things get uh, like things have a different lens when you're actually in bed doing that. Um, I would probably right. choose a different time, like when you're eating or when you're on the couch or something. You know, something that's um, a little less uh, involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, maybe do a little bit of research so you can describe what it is that you what you want and see what they think like ask them how do you feel about this and and start there start with feelings and then move to action yeah
1: that's how i do it i like i like to propose scenarios like hey if we could like i thought about this a couple of times like how do you feel that i don't limiting like seeing for like but it's like like, you know how do dynamics between is and i feel already on a i've said even if else you i constantly rest self between that i like stuff that people will be like, having a polar dynamic and polar opposites like where do you really find the
2: middle ground i guess knowing yourself a lot really helps um well dish let me let me just tell you the the type of things people request it <laughs> like I do not, like I do not yuck any yum. You, we'll talk about this later. Like me and you, it doesn't have to be live, but you could name anything. And I'd be like, yeah, I did that. It was all right. <laughs> or I actually liked it now. Um, I recognized for myself that being in the kinky community has allowed myself or allowed me to accept my own versatility, accept my own change. And uh, for me, my sexuality changes so much. Things that I thought were literally disgusting are the things that I'm obsessed with now. You know, so believing myself absolutely has been, it's been life-changing. Giving myself the room to just believe it, like, you know you felt that. You know you're interested in it. It's okay. Like, accept that. Accept that and love it. And then... You know, work from there, but but as far as um like you know interest in things that you're not sure conflict maybe with something else or maybe it actually does conflict with something else, like um mm-hmm. i'm trying to I'm trying to think of examples without being too disgusting disgusting in a good way, okay, um well, I think I think about my ancestors a lot with with the things that I do like what they would think about it and I think they want you to have amazing overwhelming cathartic experiences and that's exactly what kink provides in what other realm can you have experiences where you get spanked and spit on and then cry and then that person holds you Right, we don't even touch each other, as, like culturally. Um, so I think that it's an area of my life where I'm able to get to the things that I want really, really deeply, and maybe it's not appropriate elsewhere. That's a really good putting that. Yeah, as long as you're doing it with someone who knows how to do
1: that. It. Yeah, that actually mm-hmm. brings me into something because I know the whole like. Um, I think it's had its own public resurgence. Like, everyone's uh, getting into their own little version of what kink is. And I feel like a lot of the times um, it's taken advantage of. A lot of doms don't really know what they're doing. And they say, oh, you know, they think that putting kink in their ba- a bedroom and being called daddy and master and all this other stuff gives them excuses to be basically bluntly abusive and not really taking into consideration the person that they're actually doing those things to they don't believe in aftercare like how for someone that is a little bit more submissive um and isn't on the other on like the giving end what would you say what advice would you give to them to make sure like how can you tell that what you're in getting yourself into is an actual like healthy um relationship or something that may potentially be down the line line like abusive because i feel like those lines are so thin when you get into like putting pain or like hitting or slapping into relationships and when you're dealing with someone that is an asshole So like how do you know when you're dealing with an
2: asshole <laughs> wow well i'll just say there are multiple levels to what you just said How do you know? I think that it's up to a person, no matter what role you're interested in playing Mm -hmm. or what you identify as, it's important that you do your own research. I think that sometimes um, as a submissive Mm -hmm. person, it seems appropriate to let someone lead the way, right? To meet somebody who says they know things and then obviously because I'm submissive, you know, that person is the one to show Mm -hmm. me the ropes or to basically create this dynamic between us. It is definitely a thin line. I think as a submissive person, my suggestion Mm -hmm. is to go to events. If you're not too shy, go to Mm -hmm. an event, especially if you live on a coast. There are so many things that you could attend that is not gonna be in someone's house or a dark, leaky Mm -hmm. dungeon. You could go and feel safe and meet other people and see what people are doing and also make friends, make connections with someone right. <laughs> who's not your potential Dom, Master, Top, whatever. Um, that is a great way to understand what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, just like in relationships, right? So if you don't tell your friends what's going on in your relationships, sometimes your lens could be a little skewed, right? You start telling your friends, they're like, uh uh-uh, uh, girl, what? Right. what? What are you doing? So I think it's important to to, to mm-hmm. um, <laughs> show up in a space with other people, as you, as in the, the submissive person who's interested in learning about what this is, and then pursue those relationships. You'll have other people to ask for reference on what's appropriate, right. what's abuse. And you can hold that person accountable. A submissive can tell, you know, a a Dom Master Top, no, absolutely not. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like this. You hurt me. And that person should be open to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: right yeah like I'm glad that you put that in the ethers because I feel like what a lot of times people just want to be like oh let's be kinky tonight that means you get all the control when in retrospect it's actually uh, I think submissives have a little bit more control over the scene than they uh, let on. That it's been let on because I see this stuff all the time. Like I'm still on Tumblr. I know it's annoying, but I am. And you know, I used to see all these little like things that I'm just like, "What are y'all doing? Like this is this is really messed up." I know, I know, you guys. It's annoying. I'm still on Tumblr. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's so weird because the way that people paint the picture of kink is kind of fucked up sometimes and it's like i want to be interested in it and i want to participate in it but i can't participate in something that like is like i don't know comes across as what it's not you know like i feel like people are just taking it and then kind of spitting on it like yes <laughs> like not in a kinky yes. way <laughs> but like literally just uh turning it into something i, mean, else, I think i know? have
2: uh, mixed feelings about it um Honestly, being very young, starting very young, around 19, going to events with lots and lots of people, I already know there is very, very little space for black, young, Mm -hmm. queer kinksters. Very little space. All the spaces that I occupied were Mm -hmm. white, hetero, older, and had access, money, Resources to go right. to these places, um, so in that sense, I feel very. Bl- I don't want to say b- blessed, but something like I had I had an advantage because I I had an in, and then I was able to meet more people, who invited me to spaces we probably would not mm-hmm. have access to. That being said, this resurgence of you know people walking around with collars on or being interested, I love it. I love it because we are we're searching for mm-hmm. our own identities and we don't have we may not have the ability to have access like the typical or the what we what used to be a typical kingster. Yeah. You know, some of these conferences are like $300. Who who 20-year-old has $300 to stay in a hotel to explore themselves, to explore their yeah, sexuality. Exactly. Um, in, in that way I think sometimes kink could be yes. really mm-hmm. classist you know and people are like oh, well that's not a real dom that's not a real sub if you don't do it this way if you haven't trained this way then it's not real I just want to make sure that I'm not falling in with that so when I see that part of me is like man you know you guys haven't paid your dues mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, and the other part of me is like that's bullshit that's bullshit you know you know your sexuality you're free to explore that in whatever way or express that in whatever way you want to nice hell yeah i love that yeah uh, kink yeah
1: that's another thing kink, kink does come off as really like expensive to start off with too so yeah that's you made some really good points um being, I feel like a lot of what keeps me in the house <laughs> is the the thing you're talking about, being the only black person in the space. I feel like my energy, yeah, I can deal with it, but I choose not to. Like, I was just like, I choose to conserve myself um, in ways that best fits me, and that includes me not being around a bunch of people that just won't let me be. So how, (laughs) right? You're like, yes. (laughs) How, how can you get past that? Because I wouldn't go to a kink space if I had uh, someone invite me something on Facebook because I would know I'd be like, I'm probably going to be stared at. I'm probably going to be gaped at. Weirdo is going to come up to me. I'm going to want to fight. Like, it's not going to work out. So how exactly, um, do you do that self-talk to where you're like I'm doing this for me I'm doing something that I actually um, think will benefit me and I need to do this but I need to put all that stuff aside because I feel like being a black woman it's like the reasons they love you can also be the reasons people hate you and it's just like you walk in, you got haters in the building. It's really that simple. <laughs> so how do you handle that as, like, a woman in kink or a woman doing anything that's divergent from what people put you in and the stereotypes that people have you in? You know what I'm talking about. Like, when you're a black woman, people just won't let you be.
2: <laughs> I think initially, well, I know initially, I braved those feelings. I was like, okay, I know it's going to be a lot of motherfucking white people here, but I mm-hmm. want this. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a shot
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm going to go <laughs> and I'm going to go because at the yeah. time I did not have, I didn't have any other ac- way to access it. Now <laughs> yeah. there's a lot more resources. Um, So if you want to go brave that, go brave it, bring a friend and stand in the corner and watch people mm-hmm. and, or talk about people. Cause that's fun too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Um what i would suggest if you were not interested in doing that you definitely want to don't want to put yourself in a position where you're uncomfortable i that's not where i'm going with it i would say for folks who want to do it a different way Mm -hmm. join fetlife f-e-t-l-i-f-e dot com which is kinky facebook make a profile your profile won't show up on google i've tried just to make sure like nothing will pop up or anything like that so in that way i feel it's pretty pretty secure i'm i mean i'm no webmaster but that's that's what i think and you'll have access to other people and also resources um to get to know what you're interested in to to understand your own Mm -hmm. identity and also to learn about events I mean, um, that's a good place to start. You can meet other black kinky people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also making your own space. So now that I'm older, when I came to Houston, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to hang out with kinky white people. I don't think I want to, like, I think I want to make my own space. So then I'm like, okay, I'll have a play party. And even if it's three your friends fucking around, hitting each other, it's something. Um, so creating your own spaces is probably... The most inspiring experience that you can have within your own sexuality. Right. So that's yeah. T- so sad about Tumblr. That was mm-hmm. that would have been another resource. But um, yeah,
1: I know. I know. Tumblr did have a lot of sex worship resources.
0: Um, I kind of wanted to ask. Um, since y'all brought up about um websites and like Tumblr and whatever you just mentioned um, can we surface around Backpage um, and how I guess it was mainly for sex workers right um, and how it's like no longer a thing do y'all know what are y'all take from it
2: I got my Dom start on Backpage and let me tell oh, you wow. it, at the time it was kind of dying its slow death and mm-hmm. it was freaking creepy I wouldn't go back there Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is today. I have not searched it in maybe like two years. But what I would do at the time, pretty similar to how you would um, how you would post an ad on Craigslist in probably the, like, women for men section, like the relationship oh. section, mm-hmm. and I would just put in my information. If you're going to go do that, get a Google voice number, absolutely, and get a separate email address. Yeah, um, you should probably get a... a was it Proton email because it's not linked through Google and nobody can get your information and they can't, you know, well, maybe look up FOSTA, right? New rules, right? (laughs) Sex workers are kind of being lumped in with, um, with, um, sex trafficking. So yeah, some, some companies work with the government. Um, Mm -hmm. so Gmail might not be, safe i use gmail so wow. but i i just want to tell you guys the safest way that's what you um mean. so if you want to do that on backpage just be, be prepared what gmail's working with the feds <laughs> i mean i mean okay um but <laughs> that's what that's had what's no going idea. on in our country today <laughs> like what <laughs> um but uh yeah you can post on on backpage if you like uh, i would suggest posting on arols.com It is safe. I don't suggest putting a face picture, although some dominatrixes do, some sex workers do. They have uh, ads, you can put ads up for any type of sex worker, whether you want it to be an escort or dominatrix or, I think they even have masseuses up there, although I don't really know if I think that's sex work, but I guess it could be. Um, But I've used that for a couple years and I've had absolutely no issues. Twitter's also great for plugging, um, for sex work, um, and also Instagram. Those are the places that I use in particular. Mm -hmm. If you Google dominatrix directories, there are a bunch of different ones. And if you have make your own website, you can put a banner for that page, like even maybe Eros not, but like other companies and they'll post your ad for free. Okay. Right? As yeah. long as you put your their a link to their website somewhere on your website. Mm-hmm. Um having a website does help. I made my own with Wix. It was like ten dollars a month. So, All right. You know, just information, sharing here. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Yeah. That works yeah.
1: Nice, nice. Thank you. That's great. And are you you still are um doing dominatrix dominatrix works like right now like currently? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Cool. Hell yeah. Yes, Andy, are are you interested wow, in that's a session? Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you can fly right. out to Portland, girl, hit me up. <laughs>
0: well, fly me out though. I have me out. <laughs>
1: We'll talk after this. We'll talk after this. <laughs> but this has been so much fun, and I feel like I've learned so much. Um, like, this is, I feel like there isn't a lot of information. Well, there is more information coming up about p- kink, but not, like, POC kinksters. That's new. So I feel like we're doing some really, really good stuff here, and I hope that the people listen, like, really open their minds and try it out and see how they feel about it. Um, Because it is fun to explore those type of things. And yeah, like... um, I feel like it doesn't always have to be 0 to 100 every time. Because I feel like when people think kink, they're just like, oh... We're going in, you know? So what are some, like, kind of, like, easy one to it things that you would suggest? Like, say someone wants to do kink, but they're like, I don't really know, or I don't want to really get that, like, into it. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, suggestions. Like, for for example, if someone wants... Yeah, like, one-on-one. What are some, like, one-on-one warm-ups? Kinky
2: (laughs) warm-ups. I think... Well, number one, role-playing... That is something that's gonna exist between, or inside any right. kinky dynamic, and you don't need any money. You don't need anything to do that. It's fun. You can be as creative as possible. It's intimate. That's a great place to start. I think reading erotica erotica together is like kind of hot, um, and can lead to some kinky things. And it's it's light. It's like you know kink light. And um, <laughs> let's see. spanking or things with sensation so say for instance you're not into pain which a lot of kinky people aren't into pain you could do things with sensation you can do things with uh sensory deprivation so like blindfolding someone and then also um, plugging their ears and doing things to their bodies which is a It's very intimate and one person has control. They could do anything and then the other person doesn't, but it's not anything that should produce any pain unless you wanted to. I think that those are some good places to start. Wow. Get to know. Let me write this down. All right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And they're all free. I love free stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You're taking notes. Like (laughs) you (laughs) tell Um, yeah, uh, so what have been some of your favorite interactions like as a dom? Like, can you just uh give us some of your in the life experiences? Like, what's like some of your like e- either with customers or even with yourself being a dom? Like, let's hear some of your faves. Let's hear it.
2: Well, <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but when I get to dom somebody queer for money, oh god. So what? Uh, <laughs> even for free. Like, even for free. Um, so one of my... Oh, she's she's going to be listening. <laughs> one of my vays, uh booked a session with me, and it was really hot. It was really hot. And I was like, well, we can play anyway. And then she, she was insistent um, that she wanted to do it like how everybody else would book a session. And that is what she got, okay? Um, we had a grand old time. Um, so that's definitely um that was interesting doming somebody that i know on a personal level um i think making connections with with clients who are like returned i have loads of fun with that just like you would if you were in a relationship with someone Mm -hmm. um your energy develops over time you get to know what they like you get to try new things and it's It's intimate, and I really enjoy creating intimate spaces with me and my clients, whether I see them 10 times a year or whether I see them only one time.
1: Hell, yeah. That that sounds like so much fun. It sounds like customer service.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I am here to please.
0: Oh, oh, y'all hear it. um, I guess I I wanted to ask... um, what do y'all feel like I guess anytime I, I think of or I guess I like any kind of ad or whatever of kink it's always uh, based around white people and the white gaze um, I guess from y'all like what it, since I don't know if y'all see that as often as I do but you know being online or wherever and that conversation is mostly evolved around white folks as y'all have already mentioned um what's something that you can say to other black and brown bodies like i don't know that you've dealt with or you know other stifling issues because of this or different dynamics that y'all have had to deal with you know when it comes to race and okay. in the community yeah in the mm-hmm. community um in the kinky community or uh, for sex work Or uh, I guess, yeah, if you want to hit both. I guess we could do the kink community.
2: Okay. Um, I think... Yeah. yeah. Feeling isolated is mm-hmm. something I felt consistently, even though I, I, feel, I know a lot of people in the scene, and you can get iced out anyway. Mm. I think, you know, it's... It makes it even more necessary for you to be grounded in yourself, your own interests, and really just love who you are or be learning to love who you are right. because it doesn't matter how open people claim to be, we're still part of the macrocosm. And there's right. still lots of racism. There's still lots of patriarchy. Um, there's still lots of homophobia, mm-hmm. biphobia, transphobia, and those things exist within the community. Um So definitely making your own community is absolutely necessary, even if it's one person. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people all over the country, and I can reach to them if I need to. So make your FetLife life profile right make <laughs> your FetLife life profile um, get on it add people and just write a message like hey i'm new and i just want to meet other like black kinky people or i want to meet other people of color who are or kinky can we can we be friends and i guarantee you, they'll be like yeah like definitely and you've made a connection so if you know somebody in your town and they're willing which they should be mhm make connections with them and they can introduce you to other people. I am an open book. You know, I
0: would love more, more friends. So, um, yeah. yes, reach out. Okay, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for coming in. Um, yeah, now that you said that you're an open book, do you have any plugs or anywhere that we can find you? Where can we find you? If anyone wanted to book a session with you, how do we do that?
2: easiest way would probably be on FetLife and that way you're going to feel pressure to make an account to see what Mm -hmm. it's about Um, you can find me on FetLife my name is Queenie Q-W-E-E-N-I-E I I also have a Twitter and an Instagram at DomQtie D-O-M-M-E-Q-T-I-E
0: Awesome, yeah Sweet. Uh, Well, yeah, we want to, you know, thanks for coming into the studio and having this conversation with us. um, Well, I guess with Indy. Uh, I really appreciate it. um, And I hope our listeners, you know, (laughs) took something away from it or, you know, and also at the same time given space to, you know, black and brown bodies to have this discussion. And talk about these things
2: definitely yeah. and Indy, can we can we link up mm-hmm. in whatever space you are kinky because i want to i want to link hell yeah you. yeah so <laughs> oh, well. i want
0: that session to get happen. get get in there Indy.
2: <laughs> oh me me <laughs> i'm shooting my shot come on all right hey <laughs> hey all right listen
1: listen <laughs> <laughs> all Ooh, right. yeah kobe all right listen <laughs> i'm interested i would love a session with you yeah <laughs> well thank you guys for listening so much thank you ivana for coming out and thank you open signal for letting me record this episode in your beautiful sound room um as everyone noticed you didn't hear anything in the background that's because i am surrounded by egg cartons it's great if you are in portland and need to record anything open signal is a place to do it and also again thank you so much ivana for being here
0: i will be hitting you up girl later <laughs> thank you all so much yeah, for listening uh, and have that um follow us on beer queer htx on facebook like our page Share it if you haven't already um, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, just email us at veerqueerhtx at gmail.com. Um, I'm not even going to go and try to say our Twitter because we haven't really been active on there. But you can find us. It's, it's Um uh, Yeah, so thank you. Thanks, Kona.